Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Anthony. I mean, Aaron. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about BC Kid. I almost said bonk. I almost thought BC's Quest for Tide, so well, it works out. We'll get to that, I'm sure, eventually. Did that come out on the Amiga? What's that? BC's Quest for Tires. I don't know. I don't know either. It's a great game. It is a great I game. I played it mostly on the ColecoVision Ooh. back in the day. Um, but before we get into um, BC Kid, uh, why don't we talk about what's going on in the world of the Amiga, Aaron? The world of the Amiga. You talking news here? I'm talking about? news. Let's get into it. We've got some news. Just a few items, and then we'll go over the site stuff. I've got my trusty handy-dandy here. I'm just going to start at the top and work our way back since we've been, I haven't covered the news for a couple weeks. Um, so right off the bat, let's just go into the fact that uh, the new Amiga kit or Amy kit is out. Uh, the uh, boat, the software the boat uses, and I use it on occasion. I think it's called X is the version. Sexy. And uh, it is a uh, supposed to be real nice. I have not tried it uh, yet. Uh, I it popped out about a, uh, six days ago, I think, and uh, um, it looks okay. It's gotten good reviews. Oh, you use the older version quite a bit. I mean, you you still dig it pretty much, don't you? I mean, that's what you're using primarily. Um, I don't know if I use Amy Kit or not, actually. Yeah, you, that's what you're, you usually use after you boot up your desktop. Uh, is it Amy Kit though? Yeah. Are you sure? I always thought Amy Kit was that thing that looked like a cat. That's it. Mine no. doesn't look like a cat. Well, it's just a logo that comes. Out. I use WinUAE. Right, but that's it's a it's a variance of it. I'm the one that installed it. I, just, I got rid of that. He uses it sometimes, okay. but it's I use it myself sometimes. It, it's a it's a good little program. I said I heard the new one's good. So if you're that sort of thing, check it out. Uh, like I said, that's sort of old hat, but the, uh, but uh, I saw it come up and forgot I mentioned it. Um, so, uh, I mentioned this a while back, Project Paula. <clears throat> it's a uh, tribute to the Amiga years by a uh, synthwave cyberpunk group. Uh, anyway, they've released their project for free. Uh, we've got a link on the, uh, on the webpage, on the uh, uh, Google Plus uh, page. Uh, I have heard a couple of these tunes, all right? And they're good, all right? They did... Did you have you heard any of these yet? Let's take a listen to one real quick. All right. Oh, we don't have a very, a very rare audio break. Yeah. Why, why don't we listen to uh, just the, the track one, side one? Uh, this is Volker X. Oh, from from Aphidia. I love it. Sounds good already. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's Amiga right there. That's Amiga. That is nice. I love it. That's a freebie. Everyone should go get this. And then send these guys kudos. You know, that's that's the best. That's great. Um, this week, this was all over the place. This uh, 
Ars te- Technica. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Thing. I I, uh, I posted it. Yeah, and then you posted it. Yeah, yeah. Then I'll, I'll occasionally good do work that. out of you. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see, I like to <laughs> I like to make sure things are thoroughly covered. Um, you know, I read this article here, and what what you know, since you're the guy that scooped me, what what do you think about this? Give us a give us. Okay, a, well, what this is is this is an entirely new um, computer. They built this this tower. Um, from the ground up using some really exotic components the cpu is a power pc based uh, architecture yeah and there's a weird sort of gpu xenon or xena um there's a coprocessor because you know in amiga you can't call it a gpu it's got to be a coprocessor right. um and uh and it's 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 a new Amiga. And, I mean, that's what it, it is. It, it, it'll cost you. It, it, <laughs> no, it, it runs a Amiga OS 4.1. Yeah. Um, and uh, it will run with the uh, help of Amiga Forever. It will run uh, all of your legacy Amiga uh, software. Um, it is expandable. Uh, you can put up to 32 gigabytes of RAM in it. Um it looks really cool, I guess. It looks like a, a tower. It looks like just any old PC. Yeah. Now, I guess it is going to have the Amiga Boing Ball on it. Uh, the the machine that Ars Technica received to review was sort of a uh, non-production machine. Um, but, like you said, $2,000 yeah. for a new Amiga. Yes, so, it was a, it's a pricey pricey number. If you are in the market for a machine that uh, has little to no current software support on a an OS, while you know impressive in its own right, uh, is not quite as streamlined as uh, some of the more uh, more recent uh, operating systems, but. If you just want something different and you got money to throw around, by all means, uh, pick this thing up. Sure, sure. And, I mean, if I had unlimited money, right, this one, I would absolutely buy one of these and build it to spec. It looks awesome. You know, I'm sure it could do some awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, I have a minimal knowledge of, of uh, 4.1 and what you can do with it, but... I mean, it's and it's a good article too. They really get down to the nitty gritty. Right. Know, I was pretty impressed because those guys usually do a good job. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, it was interesting. Like I said, I saw it everywhere. So thought I'd bring it up. Um, I don't think we talked about this. The company, our our favorites, the that make the EXE versions of Amiga games, sort of the emulator, the game all in one tight package. Uh, they have sent out a game, uh, uh, Genisa, uh, I believe is the way it's pronounced. They they phrase it as a populist slash settlers like strategy game, hmm. so it might be fun. Uh, I haven't tried it, uh, so but uh, that they released that. It's been about a week ago. Um, I linked up a video again. This is all, all this stuff's available on our on our Google Plus uh, page. Uh, gosh, come on over and we'll and sign up. We've got about a hundred and sixty people now on there, which again this is Google Plus, not too bad. Um, Another item that came across the desk. I've been waiting for this one, Boat. And I see you've got it queued up there. The official trailer of It Came From The Desert. The Cinemaware Classic. Uh, this is made by who knows and who knows what and who knows where. Uh, the uh, uh, the trailer looks almost exactly like I thought it would look. It's like, uh, you know, 
B or C grade movies can have pretty decent effects these days. Mm-hmm. The I don't know if you ever saw Birdemic. It's a horrible film with hideous special effects, uh, and it was it's very renowned for how horrible it is. And this is not Birdemic. This has some decent effects, uh, and it looks like uh, it could be amusing on the level. I mean, you've got to accept it for what it is. I like the logo. There's a big ant face. You know, these two guys are going to fight the ants with a spatula. But uh, it was amusing enough for me to not be scared to death. We, this wasn't picked up by Paramount, folks. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is like Joe and Bob's studio. I don't know who's doing it. I can't remember now. But, hey, it might be fun. Mm-hmm. So if you're into that sort of thing, and God knows I am, you know, have a, have a look at it. Do you think it will rank up there with Machete? No. Machete and Crank are in a league of their own. <laughs> um, speaking of wacky videos, a fella posted a video. It's called Miggy's First Dance. Now, Miggy's First Dance, it starts off with an Amiga 1000 setting in a, with a monitor, setting in a, uh, like a abandoned warehouse. And then uh, the Amiga starts playing some uh, a, mute, a song, and then it dances. It dances around. It's a, it's, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. In fact, Boat's got it running for you watching the video. Uh, he's, yeah, it uh, it's great. <laughs> I thought I found it highly amusing. This popped up. I'm telling you where I saw this. This might have been on the English Amiga boards, or it may have been in uh, the uh, Facebook page, the, the very awesome Amiga Facebook page. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I told you, yeah, Boat's watching this. This is the first time you've seen this. Yeah, right? yeah, I've not seen so, this before. It's 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 dumb and stupid, but the. Someone did a good job rendering that. It, I found it, I found it pretty amusing. Um, you want to talk about this? Uh, Boat put up a link this week, to a serial to Wi-Fi adapter for the Amiga. Uh, I, I think Laurent Leroux was behind. Was, yeah, was thanks the guy to, that sent yeah, this over. Laurent Leroux, uh, thank you for uh, sending that in. Um, it is basically a Wi-Fi to serial adapter. Nice. Now you know the yeah, uh, I, I'm the Amiga. For the link and I can't find I've it. got a Wi-Fi adapter on the on. Now I don't have it on, actually in it right now because I've got my uh, an interface uh, CF interface in there. But if you have a PCMCA slot, there's a couple um, Wi-Fi adapters you can get that'll work on the Amiga. Yeah, this one looks really slick. You know, it's really compact. Um, yeah, it looks that does look like and that looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's they've got it compressed down to sit right behind the serial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's port. not. It's not hanging out too much. I guess like is it a USB port? I say hanging out the back end of it. Yeah, there. it looks like a micro. Of course, that. But that's you know, I can see a use. The reason I never hooked mine up is to be honest with you. I just never knew what I would do with it. Mm-hmm. Now I know you can. We should have a quick discussion about this. I know you could take your classic Amiga, and you can get online with it. And you can tell net. You can, you can do basic web surfing. What do you think about that? If I had my twelve hundred and did that, would I guess my question is, what would you do with it? I mean, you, you know, that's a, just for fun. I remember when I was in college, um, we had a computer in my fraternity's office that only it had um, links on it or something like links. It was text only um, sure. web browser, and I remember at that point you could still use it for most things because most sites were still coded in such a way that it would display the text. These days, with everything being coded in HTML5 and stuff like that, I don't even know if anything would render properly in a text-only web browser. I I saw, it's funny, I watched a a video this week of a guy who drug out his modem, 
I think it was Nostalgia Nerds who it was on YouTube, and he and he hooked it up to his computer and he dialed up uh, to uh, to a uh, there are still um, there are still portals you can dial up to to mm-hmm. get a- internet access. They're, they're quite common around here because it's so rural. And he got on at like thirty three k and was trying to surf the net. And I distinctly remember him going to one website and it after he gave up after thirty three minutes of it trying to load. Some websites like the Google main page, as it says Google, to load up pretty quick. But it was so ludicrous that he just gave up. He could it stuff with timeout, you yeah. know. Yeah. So really, if you're on a on a modem, you're screwed. Now, like I said I could get the uh, Amiga up on the modem with no problem. I've even got my old software for it. And you can still dial in. There's still BBSs right. out there and stuff like I that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But in terms, of, I mean, if you're hooking up with your Wi-Fi strictly to network at home, mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But really. If you're trying to, to pull stuff down from online on the World Wide Web, you're going to be waiting a long, long time. I will say this. If anyone out there listening has a setup where they do that, and they're at home shaking their fist at the radio, going like, no! I'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you do with your, even if it's not Wi-Fi, which is network, what are you doing with it? Mm-hmm. You know, with your classic Amiga. I can, there's plenty of reasons to hook up the newer ones. But with your classic Amiga, I always wonder about that. And I'm like, man, maybe I'm missing something here because I can't think of a reason to bother doing that. Here's another uh, piece of news um, that I posted on uh, the Google+. Plus. Uh, this actually came from uh, Patreon supporter Darren Coles. Uh, have you heard of Flash Trove before? Flash? I I don't know. I think I may have. Did you mention this came up way back at some point? So yeah, I think that we might have talked about this a long, long time ago. Uh, <laughs> but they've been down for a while, but they are back. And this is uh, a collection of all of the best crack screens on the Amiga done in Flash or something like that, so you can you can watch them in real time. That's awesome. And uh, Darren mentioned that oftentimes these screens were more entertaining than the games themselves. That's and, true. Yeah. So uh, you just go here, flashdrew.com, you click on one of these, and, uh, and you deafen people. <laughs> That's nice. That's a good little tune. Yeah. That is great. The crack screen, it's funny now, of course, piracy's bad or whatever, but I mean, let's, I mean, let's be realistic. The guys that crack these things, whether you liked them or not, they had, they were pretty skilled demo artists right. a lot of times, and they were almost, always, they had good tunes, mm-hmm. even if the demo parts weren't that good, you know? So that's that's a that's handy actually. Yeah. So um, you can relive all of that stuff. Over you can you at... can write these addresses and see who's raced back now. <laughs> People just <laughs> posting their stuff. Well, you've mentioned that before. How bizarre it is to see how brazen they were about oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. And so there's just you know <laughs> a billion of these, 198 pages of crack screen intros. I'm gonna so. have to check some of those out. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention: uh, the guys over at the Retro Hour. Uh, were very nice and mentioned us on their show again. They've mentioned us a couple times, and they were uh, plugging our magazine, uh, which is which has recently been changed to uh, to Kickstart, mm-hmm. and the new the new issues out. It's great, and not just because I'm in it, but because it's as usual. It's always great. It's a, it's a, another good read. I don't know if we'd mentioned this the new the new issue. I think what what issue was seven? This is, is seven. That's mm-hmm. incredible. He's cranked out that many of these things. Yeah. I mean, he, this is uh, he has June, a machine. All the news is from June nineteen ninety one. So we appreciate the the magazine, obviously, and we appreciate the retro hour for mentioning. Retro hour is a great show. They're a um, as we've said before, they're a professional bunch. Mm-hmm. Who, they know everybody. They get all the they get all the uh, great interviews on the show. And uh, speaking of Kickstart, why don't you t- plug plug your article a little bit? 
I had a I had a uh, uh, epiphany a, a month or so ago when playing uh, my old friend Lionheart and uh, boat. My had... favorite part of this article is the fact that in the first in the the title is uh, that that's not how you spell that kind of defense. <laughs> hey, I, don't look at me. Good work, Aaron. What makes you, I, that? Because a typo, obviously, a magazine typo. Right, right. But please go ahead. Are you, is it, you're gonna pick it apart. I'm gonna pick it apart, sentence by sentence. Eps- no. That much said. You ki- both killed this game, and I listened. I fucked. I went back and re-listened to the. I re-listened to the, uh, the episode we did on Lionheart, and you were much kinder on the show than you were behind the scenes. You were. He was killing it, killing it. And I thought, I, is this the, not a bad game? I'm, I played I'm it. Be and I enjoyed with you. it. Lionheart was the reason why I almost wanted to stop doing it. Oh my god, you're killing me I now. I hated it so much. Now after reading this article, which plainly in, in in English in front of you, broken or otherwise, explains lays out the details of why this is a good game, are you now prepared to admit that this is a good game that you will now enjoy? I am prepared to admit that I did not give Lionheart the, the props that it deserves for the reasons that you mentioned. By the way. Absolutely. I want to also give... Uh, uh, the magazine credit for actually making this look much better than my words are. It, it really looks just looks like, like something I would have appeared in a you, magazine. Did you? No, I did none of that. So no. Neil, did Neil, all is a, this he's stuff. a genius yeah, layout he is, man. He is awesome at the layout. I mean, this looks really, really. Because I read that, I was like, man, this is great. Who put this in here? I was like, oh, <laughs> I was involved in that. So yeah, it was great. I, I I've never really written anything. Uh, for the site or anything, so it was kind of fun to, yeah. to to fail miserably in your eyes, but still, it was fun for me. No, I, seriously, you know, um, I I read this whole article, and you make you make great points, and the just looking at the graphics really made me appreciate it more. You know, when you're in those first couple levels, you don't really get to see all that the game has to offer. And, you know, it, it really is a graphical tour de force. Mm. It really is. Especially, like I said, if, if they did an AGA version, I don't know what they could have improved yeah. graphically. Yeah. But that much said, it's a real good magazine. Pick it up. Uh, and uh, on that note, why don't you take us through some of the site updates and our contests and our uh, what, whatnot. Well, you- I will. But before I do that, yeah, I want to take you to a restaurant I like to call Amigos Taqueria. I hear it's great. So this, Jonas Rulo sent this in. This is a uh, Amigos Taqueria restaurant in the heart of Mexican country, Hawaii. He's so lucky to live out there. Now he's got the best Mexican food and a rear parking. Yeah, he's got everything going for him. It's a lovely picture for those in Radio Land of, of the of the sign. So we're I'm happy to be we're represented. Yeah, okay. it, it can also further your hatred of our name <laughs> that you've never liked. So um, before we get into the site updates, let's talk a little bit about challenge number three. So if you go over to everythingamiga.com slash forums. Actually, before we talk about challenge number three, we should probably bring up challenge number two. The less said about challenge number two, the better, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so challenge number two was, um, and if, if you aren't aware of uh, what the Amigos challenges are, uh, each, every once in a while, um, we uh, do we choose a game, and uh, everybody submits a score uh, recording they're playing the, uh, the game, 
And this past Amigos Challenge was the footbag event of California Games. Now, first of all, we got to give lots of credit to Amigo Brutal Barracuda. Barracuda, who's a, a continual machine. Because he is the he is the brains behind this operation, and uh, he, he put all of this together. Now, who do we... Who do we point the finger of doom at? The lunkhead, the moron, the imbecile that decided to pick this event and this game for this challenge. It was this goober. It was me. Oh, I'm so it sorry. Was me. Good lord, it was brilliant. You know, I've always liked the footbag event. It's always it's it's pastoral. You got the Golden Gate Bridge behind you. It's just like you know. I just you just take a deep breath and you take it in. You take in the scenery. Mm-hmm. Footbag, you say? And, yeah. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, is if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see um, all of the entrance uh, videos are shown at once, so you can see the different strategies. It's quite amazing how he did that. Yeah, out. yeah. And uh, Paul Harrington was the winner. He perfected the Dizzy Dean maneuver. Perfected um, the crap out yeah, of it. And uh, totally destroyed by like a factor of ten everybody else's top scores. Um, I will say, like I was talking to you on the pre-show, I. I've never liked this event, and I'm not. I like California Games. But I'm not a big fan of Footbag, and I'll tell you, the more I tried to do well at this, and I recorded a lot of video for it, and I, I swear to you, I hate to admit it, but the more I played it, the more I got into it. I really was digging it at the end, and I found myself uh, playing it a few more times after the contest was over, just to see if I could do what he did, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, with the Dizzy Dean, and I, I can't. I mean, I can't consistently do it like him. Just over. I mean, he did it for like. I don't know how many he got in a row. It was just like ludicrous. I was right. like, man, how's he doing it? Tommy, perfect timing. Right. And you can see Amiga's challenge number one was Jaguar XJ220. Challenge two, of course, that was fun. bag. And our latest challenge is um, Pinball Dreams. I believe the loser of uh, of the Amigos from this past challenge got to pick that. Who was that loser? That was me. <laughs> I will say, but I'll preface this by saying, hey. I thought I did pretty well at footbag until I watched the video. I did not do well at footbag. But I thought, you know, <clears throat> let's get this old school. Let's take it down to the bare bones. And I thought, what's the Amiga do better than anybody else? Pinball. And what was one of their all-time great tables? Well, it was Pinball Dreams. And it was the awesome beatbox table. And so, and I think that was, we both agreed that that was our favorite table from the first one. I remember... And so I thought this would be a perfect contest. So this month's contest is Pinball Dreams Beatbox 3-Ball. Uh, and uh, you will all you have to do is record your game. Uh, and when you record it, send it. You know, go, If you go to our forums, there are precise directions on how to play the game, the settings for the game, where to get the game, and where to send your video. It's quite simple. You don't. There's no sign up required. There's mm-hmm. no really anything required. You just go for it. Right. And it's open to everybody, not just amigos or patrons. Anybody that wants to get on, we'd love to have a ton of people. It gives you an excuse to get into your discs, right? Pull one out and th- and throw down. And who you know, it's always a good time. I have to admit that I haven't thrown California games, and I I've never played that Jaguar game we mm-hmm. played. I never even played that one, but I ended up liking that too. So it's a good way to discover games. Uh, I don't think we've had a good mix so far, and who knows? You could be the big winner, or you could be the guy that gets to pick the next game, depending right. on how well me and Boat do at it. Um, so that is the Amigos Challenge. As far as some of the other updates on the site, there's been, you know, every week there's a whole flood of new content. Um, it's funny, when I look at the news, to gather news, our site is uh, makes up a big chunk of the news. <laughs> 
we've got uh, the Bit Generation series continues from Neil. Um, he is going through the third generation, uh, the 8-bit era, which of course covers the Commodore 64, the Atari 8-bit computers. Um, and uh, he's just really gone to town again, going through all of the different accessories and everything that came with each one of these machines. So you can check that out. Uh, Dreamcatcher has done a retrospective on Ed the Duck. Uh, Ed the Duck was an Amigos plays done by Chris Folds a couple weeks ago. And uh, Chris, uh, or Dreamcatcher has really blown the lid off the Ed the Duck coverage. I mean, he's he's gone and interviewed people. Um, he's he's really um, gone more in depth with Ed the Duck than I'm almost sure anyone else has ever. I looked at this article, and I don't know jack squat about Ed the Duck. What I, I, you, you didn't grow up? I knew Ed the, the video. Duck? No, <laughs> I had heard of it. I had a vague recollection of what it was. I'd never heard of and Ed the what Duck. a bizarre tale this is. Yeah. Weird. What a weird show! Yeah, I mean, it, the, just the, the all the production, the fact that they taped it in a broom closet, and the, the and, fact that this guy has like hit album yeah. crap. I was like, this is the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever read. And of course, you're right. He doesn't go into some detail or a lot of detail. It's like he reaches down and sucks out every bit of juice from the bones. The details yeah. of this Dreamcatcher never does anything halfway. No, I, he he is. <laughs> Yeah. He's a star. Yeah. I don't know how we how he ended up on our side is a, is a miracle. <laughs> um, so check that out. Um, Dreamcatcher also he actually this is this is probably the first ever Amigos real scoop we've ever had. Uh, there's a former Ocean Coder, Michelle Janicki. Um, he's launched a new Kickstarter with a homebrew uh, games development console. Uh, it's called the Console 101. And he's launched a, a Kickstarter where you can purchase one of these development kits that's actually based on an Arduino board. Um, and he's hoping that people will accept the limitations of that board as sort of a challenge to create really worthwhile gameplay experiences. So um, this is sort of like almost like a learner console, right? Yeah. Sort of a, yeah. You know, having I will say uh, I looked at this at first and I was sort of I was puzzled a little bit when I read what it was going to be. But it makes sense the more I think about it because what he says is true. The, some of the best stuff is made. I mean, look, why is the twenty six hundred scene so vibrant, or the because or the ClickVision, the homebrews? Because people work within the, the confines of that, and they can they can make beautiful things with such limited scope and ability to of you know. There's not a whole lot to work with there, and, and it, it's very impressive when they can pull something off. So. A console that dwells in that area, I can see the appeal of it. And he actually shows off a few games. I know one of them was straight up Anteater. If you've ever played Anteater in New York, oh yeah. I mean, it was it was straight. Yeah, up. This is Pang. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. just straight up Pang. But I mean, it it, it looks good. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe it's got VGA outputs on it. it it's I said, I'm not I've never used an Arduino, but I'm fa fairly familiar with what they are. You know, uh, but uh, hey. You know, good luck to the fellow. I mean, I, th I think it, I think there might be something to it. it. It would probably be a really excellent thing to like, uh, you know, an intermediate program that's trying to up his game. Right. You know? Right. And so, the, and the uh, anteater clone looks good. Yeah. As well. Yeah. We wish him the best of luck. It looks like there's Absolutely. thirty days to go, and he as of today, uh, there's been eight hundred eight hundred twenty dollars pledged out of the goal of two thousand two hundred thirty six. I think he's got a real good chance because he's not greedy. He's not getting greedy. That's a very low amount. He is not yeah. asking for the tens of thousands that you get a lot of these guys. Sure, for a sure. Plus, he's got something there you can look at. Yeah, so, yeah. Good luck to him. Um, Gary Hucker has been busy. Um, he is our Amigos Labs uh, 
coordinator. Um, not only uh, did he post an exploding capacitor, uh, which is one of our most popular videos of all time. It is quite a sight to see the billows of magic <laughs> magic smoke pour out of that drive. But he's posted um, some pictures of a super drive uh, power supply. And so um, he, uh, this is just kind of going... That's the, that's the one that blew. Yeah, this is the, this is the one that blew up. And so uh, there were lots of people that had very technical questions about you know, trying to trace exactly why that capacitor did explode. And so of course, G Gary's more than happy to get in there. Yeah. I, it's funny, I was watching that video, the second one he did on that, and he explains what went wrong. And what went wrong was his uh, incredible eye for detail. He patched a, uh, a, he patched a jumper that had been um, cut... That was supposed to be cut. And so he'd actually caught it, fixed mm -hmm. it, and then once it blew, he realized it wasn't supposed to be there. Right. So right. it was, but I mean, still, that could happen. I mean, I've seen that plenty of times. So, but it was, you know, Gary's, he gets in there, another guy who really is good at explaining what he's up to as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that pretty much wraps up the side updates for this week. So, Aaron. I'm sure, I'm sure we're missing yeah. stuff. So, but just check, check out the site. Yeah. Everythingmedia.com. Yeah, there's every tons day. of stuff on there. Every day. <laughs> it's new stuff. It never ends, does it, Boat? It never ends. So, um, let's talk about the game. Okay, what do you got? BC Kid. BC Kid. So, um, this game, I'll tell you what I know about this game. Okay. Let's into it. This game was not an original Amiga design. <laughs> Uh, this game was based off another game called Bonk that was for the TurboGrafx-16 in the USA. In, uh, in Europe, I guess it was called the PC Engine, the same as in, in Japan. Is that correct? Well, the naming on this is bizarre. All right? And I'm going to try to explain this with the help of Wikipedia. I, when, I, when I saw this... You know, it's I never made the connection for years and years that Bonk was out on on the Amiga. I knew about Bonk, mm -hmm. you know, because from the commercials in America, the the uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen was a low level console. That didn't, it got commercials and stuff early on, but we didn't hear much about it, did we? I mean, no. really, I know you probably don't remember that much, but I I remember, and it it, it was something you'd see it. And really, the, it's funny that the only things I remember ever seeing for it are Bonk. The commercials always had Bonk. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember, I talked about this on the live stream, whenever they would advertise the Turbo Express, you know, the portable version, it would always have Bonk in the in the jaws of the, the dinosaur. And so Bonk was, the, for me, if you ask me, what do you know about the Turbo Graphics 16? I'd be like, well, Bonk's on there. That's the only thing I could have told you, mm -hmm. I mean, for the longest time. So when I found out that this was on the Amiga and it was called BC Kid, I was like, that's strange. Why would they change the name? Why would they change the name to something that no one would recognize? And, of course, this is the States. This is me in the States saying this. Well, it turns out that this actually is not a weird thing if you can, if you look at the way this, this, this guy was named. So, in Japan, uh, Bonk wasn't called Bonk, okay? He was called uh, GB Jinjin. That sounds like some sort of, like... Gangster from Manchester. Well, he was well. He was also called FC Jinjin. He was also called BC Jinjin. He was also called PC Jinjin. Right now, why? You you're asking yourself, why would he be called this? Well, when he came, uh, of course, in uh, in in uh, Japan, the uh, TurboGrafx is called PC Engine. Right. Mm -hmm. So he they would change the names to be 
in, in this case, BG Jinjin is basically like, uh, they, and they would have cute little things that, pe- like, like uh, instead of being PC, wouldn't stand for personal computer, where it would stand for like uh, some like uh, plesaurus controller, some sort of like caveman sounding acronym or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then so that was the way they named it when it was on the uh, when it was out on the uh, Game Boy. He was GB. Mm, okay. Because, why would he? That's because he's on place, Game Boy. If right? he's uh, right, okay. What what is the what is the what was the uh, Nintendo called over there? Famicom, mm-hmm. right? FC, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at the opening of this game when it says BC Kid, it says Plaeacus something or another. There's a little thing under it, although it's not B, it's P, mm. but. The abbreviation it was supposed to, so that's where they get the name. Okay. So when it so when it was time to come to America and they were like, huh, yeah, bonk. We're going to go with bonk. But since uh, I don't, and so but when they when they went with the Amiga, they carried on the tradition that they'd started everywhere but the Turbo Graphics 16 in America, which was so that's the name. Mm. It's I know it's bizarre, you know, and it's but I mean it's you know, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. So they weren't ashamed of it. They weren't trying to hide the fact it was bonk. It was none of those things. Because those are things I thought it might have been. I know I've got, I actually gave this some thought when I found out about it. So, so let's talk about it. Um, bonk came out on the Amiga or BC Kid. I'm going to use them. I'm going to interchange the name. Came out in, in the 1992. This was several years after it was originally released in Japan. It was even a, a couple years after it was released. On the Turbo Graphics in America, it was released in Japan. Like it was '89 initially, so okay. this is several years later. Um, <clears throat> so it was published by Hudson Soft, uh, and I think Ubisoft had a hand in there somewhere uh, as well. And uh, it was uh, the port for the Amiga was done by Factor Five. Okay, Factor Five uh, did a lot of good stuff. Obviously, they did R Type is the one that instantly comes to mind. Mm-hmm. They did Daenerys. They get. They did uh, Catechus. They, they did the Turrican series. Enough said. All right. And they did. <laughs> this is a game we've got to try sometime. Tony and Friends Kel- in Kellogg Land. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Doesn't the, sound like a uh, product placement game at all. No, it sounds great. Um, <clears throat> the music on um, Bonk is. I mean, this game is runs pretty close to the. Turbo Graphics version with some, now, and me and Boat will get into this later because I already know we're going to go down the road. But with some graphic modifications uh, that were done in the in, in the time between the two games, uh, when when Bonk came out on the Amiga or BC Kid, Bonk Two was either out or in development, and so they used the character from Bonk Two, Bonk, and and put him in this version of Bonk. So. If you look at the Turbo Graphics version of this, Bonk looks di- a little bit different, and this is a little more detailed. Mm-hmm. It's a little more sh- the shading is a little bit different, <clears throat> and also some of the bosses, uh, especially the end boss, look different on the Amiga version than they do on the on the other version. And there are some detailed backgrounds, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, the music's totally different. Uh, the musician that worked on this, uh, Chris Ulsbeck, which you'll remember that name. That's Hybris, right? Well, he did. He did. Uh, he did Monkey Island, mm. R Type. He did a ton of stuff, and he did. But he did Guiana Sisters as well. Mm. So it's oh, I mean, yeah. We've 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 heard we've heard this guy's name. He did a bunch. He did a bunch of stuff. Um, the the game, you know, it runs on ECS OCS. Nothing special. 
Um, this game was out on a bunch of different machines. We've already mentioned, obviously, the Game Boy, the Famicom. Uh, it came out on all the PC engines, you know, all the various ones. Uh, it was on the on. It's on the Virtual Console as well, so it's pretty easy to get hold of. Now, I will say, and I'll get to this later with the eBay stuff. Uh, this game ain't cheap, brother. I can tell you that right now. And uh, its later iterations on the Turbo Graphics ain't cheap either. They get real expensive. So, and it's probably because it's you know pretty in demand game. So, the premise of Bonk, BC Kid. There I go again. BC Kid is a little kid with a big, huge head, enormous head, and he his special powers are involved headbutting and biting. So it's almost like an MMA uh, guy. Uh, <laughs> He Are had, you allowed to bite in MMA? You're not supposed to, but you know what could you say? You're once while the ref's not looking, you you know let it go. Um, in the game, uh, uh, his mission is to rescue Princess Zah, right, which is a small uh, dinosaur, pink, and she was kidnapped by the evil King Drool. All right, now I can tell you, I never got anywhere near. Zah and Drool, nowhere close. The, the best I could do was the, the, getting mostly to the end of level two. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are cheats. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, so it's a platforming game where you jump and bite and headbutt your way through. Now, you on this game, uh, if, picture like, if you're picturing like a Mario-style game, uh, Bonk doesn't jump on, other, on the bad guys, but he can do like a diving headbutt. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Harley Race and the Barbarian off the top rope. He jumps high in the air, spins himself upside down, and comes in like a meteor mm-hmm. with his head, and, and, and which is pretty visually amusing. Uh, he also can just walk up and just headbutt stuff, just bam, yeah. and uh, and knock stuff off. Some things take more than one headbutt, obviously. Uh, he has uh, he can jump. He can he can bounce on flowers that will make him jump higher. Uh, he can, uh, um, if he gets to a, uh, into an area that he can't uh, fully jump up like a wall, he can jump to the peak, of, at the apex of his jump, he can grab the wall with his teeth, and the little veins on his head pop out, and he and he, his teeth are razor sharp, and he goes like, rah, 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 and, he, and, he, and he'll go up the wall with his mm-hmm. teeth. Uh, so, which I always think that's pretty funny, too. Pretty funny. Um, the game is colorful. It's got... Uh, it's got a lot of crazy enemies, you know. It's it's what you would expect of a of a platformer of that era, I guess. I mean, a good one. Uh, you know, you're picking up fruit and stuff. Bonk also has the ability to, uh, if he eats meat, he can build himself up to a uh, more powerful version of himself. So if he eats like if he eats like one meat, he gets he changes color. He looks like he almost blows his top. So I guess his meat's spicy or just really <laughs> likes meat. But and if you eat like I think it's three meats or like there's two different types of meats like a smaller meat and then a big meat, and if he eats like I think it's a total of three meats, uh, he goes in like super bonk mode. Once he glows green, he gets a real evil look on his face, and you can just he's, he's indestructible. Yeah, he runs through and just kills stuff. The other versions of bonk like will allow you to like pound the ground with your head. It will knock people down uh, after he's like I think that's after. Is that one or two meats? I'm never, I never, I never pay attention to how many meat I'm eating, but he, he can pound the ground like a little earthquake mm-hmm. around him, and, and it's and, like a smart bomb effect. Right, right. Um, he can also do stuff like bounce the enemies he just vanquished on his head, which is always strange, like a soccer ball. <laughs> he can even use his head to like smack like volcano, volcanic rocks out of the air. He can whack those. So his head's basically 
as long as you're hitting stuff with your head, you're golden. Right. All right. Um, <clears throat> so the levels are, uh, you know, they're pretty varied. I mean, I, again, I only got to level two, but I'll watch a video to see how what all there was. And there's the usual stuff. You've got, there's a water level. There's a, a fire lava level. There's an ice level. You know, it's the usual stuff you would expect. Uh, there, You can occasionally find bonus areas that will let you, like, bounce on stuff to collect vegetables or fruit. There's one bit where you have to use your teeth to go as high as you can on this wall, which is pretty pretty interesting. Um, there's uh, early on in the game, you uh, you run up across a dinosaur, and then you get to the dinosaur. And he's wearing a ball hat, which I thought was amusing. Yeah. And you headbutt him, and he wakes up. He goes, Bleh, and his tongue comes out. And he opens his mouth, and then bonk without any reservation, just walks into the guy's mouth. And then you do battle in the dinosaur, which I thought was wacky. Yeah. And you go through his bowels and stuff, like all this stuff is real <laughs> strange. And usually after you, at least the bosses I saw and the bosses I managed to fight, after you beat them, they're pretty happy that you took care of them because you're sort of like taking them out of a... Out of a they, they've been state mesmerized, yeah. basically. And so they they like Bonk at that. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's an odd, cute game. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a lot of interesting... I mean, yeah, I will say the play mechanics, it reminded me in a weird way, not game-wise, but the play mechanics, it was a lot like James Bond 2. It's, just a, it's an odd mechanic that I've never used in a game where you're whacking stuff with your head, mm-hmm. just like Pawn could do that stretchy thing. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fresh. Yeah. What did you think? I really like Bonk. Uh, I had not played a lot of Bonk. Um, I think Super Bonk might have been available... On the original Nintendo, or maybe even Bonk One, um, but it was a late release, and it's kind of hard to find. It's not a it's not a common game, um, so I never really played it growing up, uh, and I was really impressed with both versions, with both the Amiga version and the the TurboGrafx sixteen version. Um, I did remap up to jump uh, for, or I, I remapped a button instead of using up to jump in the, uh, Amiga version. And, and that I, I, I like that. Um, I found that I was able to progress through the game without getting frustrated. Um, even though it was challenging, I never felt like it was being unfair. Um, it's definitely in the upper echelon of uh, Amiga platformers. I thought that the enemies were really varied. Um, it wasn't until I played the turbo graphics version that I saw, what I believe to be some of the shortcomings, uh, mostly the shortcomings that I see uh, looking at the TurboGrafx version versus the 8-bit version are, um, I the music is just so much better. And for me, when I'm playing a game like this, the music can either make or break a game, um, a platform. If you've got a nice jaunty tune, you know, it keeps you inspired to want to play it longer. The Amiga music was not bad, but it just wasn't anything memorable. It was almost like it was added as an afterthought. No effect to Chris Huselback, but he didn't really do great things on the Amiga version of Giana Sisters either. Um, the TurboGrafx-16 version, by uh, contrast, is very, very good music. It has, I really like it. Um, I t- Before Aaron and I played the, the version, uh, both versions tonight, I had in my mind that the, the Bonk sprite looked better on the, the TurboGrafx-16 version. I see now if that's a mistake. He really does look better on the Amiga version, which is to be expected because this this is a much more powerful console. Um, the uh, the backgrounds are... I don't really know if they're... I guess that they're a little bit more um, 
they've they've got some contour in them. There's 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 more of a background in each of the levels. Although that you know for a TurboGrafx 16 game, it, it really is it really does look nice. Um, but overall, you know, I like Bonk. I think it's a great game. I'd put it in the top ten Amiga platformers we've covered on this show easily. <clears throat> I agree. Oh, top ten. I'd say more like top four or five. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, we disagreed uh, strongly on some of the graphical elements of this. And we, it, it's. I'll, I'll go into this. I bought this game just yesterday for my Turbo Graphics, and in fact, just last night got it to where I could actually play my Turbo Graphics. So we had a good go of it, and uh, of course, I'd played it before on there on emulation. But uh, you know, the Turbo Graphics. If you consider when it came out, this game it was made, it was made many years uh, uh, before it came out in Amiga. So they had time to put in some, and I will to Factor Five's credit, they actually went in, didn't have to do it, but they enhanced the game with uh, you know some of the backgrounds are different. Like I said, the sprite for Bonk is different. It was based on on Bonk Two, so they had they were able to take the graphics from that and sort of and bring those across. And of course, you're dealing with more powerful hardware as well. Um, that said, and and both sort of preferred the Turbo Graphics version, and it's funny the the Amiga version looks better and it plays fine. It it really does. I would recommend this to anyone that had an Amiga that liked this sort of game. I mean, it, and the music too. The music on the Amiga is is real good. It sounds good. It's got sort of a well. Hear me out here. It's I'm like both. I actually prefer the 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 uh, Turbo Graphics version's music. And I, I, I think it's just flat out just because I like the tune better. I guess that's it. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Amiga music. It sounds fine. It just, it just, it's, it's very forgettable. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. You know, but I mean, I like, I just like the Turbo Graphics. I mean, it's too. better than a needle in your ear. Oh, right? it's not that bad. Come on, it's not that. But you're being, see, this, you're giving it the Lionheart. It didn't deserve that. Uh, er, <laughs> I here. love that. That's a phrase now. Yeah. Giving it the Lionheart. <laughs> that's right. But. um I, one thing we did discuss, and I have to admit, uh, the 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 Turbo has a little control pad, uh, and of course we played this one. I've played it on the Amiga with my trusty Wico, and then we played it also with Boat's Xbox controller. And of the three, I will say that it can. I think it control. I feel like I've got more precise control of the BC Kid with the original Turbo Graphics controller. Uh, the now part of that might be uh, the learning curve for using a joystick for this sort of game is a little bit different, uh, but when you do those diving headbutts, it can be tricky to land them properly. All right. On top of that, the tur- the one thing about the uh, Turbo Graphics, it's got Turbo. I mean, it's got a, there's a little switch you can flip, and it gives you the ability to have real rapid fire, and it it makes a difference in some aspects of the game when you when you're going up ledges or to perform certain maneuvers, it was made for that. And so that's uh, that's a handy feature as well. That was something that I had no idea about until you came over tonight. Yeah. That the it's almost it's it's almost um I guess it's it's apparent that the, the designers of this game had that in mind because there are certain instances like in bonus stages and things like that where they almost want you to turn on the turbo, like when you're climbing up a ledge with your mouth, you know, you yeah. can turn on that, you can flip that turbo switch and go right up it. So it's funny that the turbo graphics, is just, it's funny, I have a turbo graphics, yes, and I've had one for many years now, but really I haven't played it that much. There's not many games. And the fact that it had RF out made it a real troublesome unit to play with. 
But I've played it more in the past weekend than right I've, I've played it probably cumulatively since I bought it. And those little controllers are not bad little controllers. Now, I'll take the Wicca any of the week. Uh, but, and again, this is a game where you have to sort of get used to it uh, with the joystick. And, you know, unlike Boat, I actually used up for Jump. I will say, I want to point this out, that uh, uh, our buddies that uh, that put together the uh, compilation discs, uh, they put a Factor 5 compilation disc out in 2016 that has BC Kid on it, along with all the other, you know, the Turkins and all the other stuff that Factor 5 did. And they have, their version has two-button support. So if you've got a gamepad with two buttons like your uh, CD32 stick, mm-hmm. which you would, assume, assumably, that's what you'd be playing with, uh, on the, uh, with the, since it's the compilation disc, you could have the jump, you could have the button for jump as opposed to hitting up. Um, I will say, hitting up the jump, it, 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 they did a good job translating the, uh, translating the controls over. I mean, we talked about this and we'll go into it again. Factor 5, they could have just did a straight port. We've seen plenty of ports from consoles that sucked. You know, these guys, not only did they just, do the port well they added all the extra bonus stuff in there and they really sat down and worked out the controls quite nicely because with one button you can still get it done and it plays pretty well is it better with two absolutely i think we can both agree on that but it's quite playable with one button it runs well i didn't i didn't notice any slowdowns or any weirdness um i was playing the whd version but the the load times I've, I've always read we're, pr- we're pretty okay, you know, not too bad, and uh, uh, it's a it's a good. They did a good job. It's got it's got pretty much all the content from the original. Uh, there's not really like there's not like bonus stages or anything, but they're they they made the end bosses a couple levels look better. Like I said, they made Bonk look better. They made the backgrounds look better. So it's a good enhanced version. If you've got the Turbo Graphics version. I would play this just to get that, you know, just to see what they've changed. I mean, it, you know, it might be more, it might be fun for you. So, uh, uh, overall, I'll give it a, I'll give it strong marks. Uh, I've enjoyed it. My, my kid loves it. Bonk's amusing. Mm-hmm. He's fun to watch him do his gimmick. Uh, he does a bunch of crazy stuff in there. He's got a lot of personality. When he's hit, you know, he doesn't just start flashing like so many bad platforming games. He actually has an animation where his eyes bug out, you know, and he screams. Yeah. And, and when he gets killed, finally, he sort of floats back into his own logo, and then you can continue from there. I will say the continuing this is brutal. Mm-hmm. It yeah. starts you at the beginning of, like, the levels are broke, this, are broke down into separate stages. So if you're on stage four of your level, or three, and you get killed, you go all the way back to stage one of whatever level you're right. on. And that can be brutal. Yeah. And you have a certain amount of guys... Uh, they, and then once they're gone, they're gone. Now there is a cheat, uh, and you can get extra. You can get extra yes. lives there. Uh, there, there is a cheat that will give you infinite lives, uh, which I will, I will post it up on our thing there. It's a complicated joystick maneuver, you know, that's not easy, uh, but still, unlimited lives would help mm-hmm. because I, I couldn't find anything to give you vulnerability. There may be a trainer out there, but I didn't see it uh, because that would ideally be. It'd be nice to have that. I guess. Uh, maybe they, maybe because of the way the game is, they just don't have the, the ability to do that. So how did this game review in the popular press of the time? It did pretty well, uh, all things considered. Let me get my handy dandy out here. So uh, Amiga actually gave it 90. Amiga Format only gave it 70%. Of course, some of these guys were reviewing this in 93. So these are I've noticed when they go back and re-review games, they always kill them. Right, so which is, seems unfair. It does. 
And having looked through the the uh, the magazines wrapping on us, it's funny. They, I'll, I'll look through the re reviews, and they are they they are garbage jerky about it. It's like look at this thing; it's yeah. old and crap. It's like, well, yeah, it's it's three years <laughs> old, pal. Uh, on the initial run, uh, they were a bit kinder. Uh, Amiga Games gave it ninety two percent. Joker, who have killed things in the past, gave it eighty five. And Amiga Mania. Have we ever talked about Amiga no. Mania? I didn't hear that one, but I saw it up here. Ninety-two percent. Amiga Power eighty-nine. I think uh, were it me and a reviewer. Given again, we're not reviewers. We just call them like we see them. I can see this going into that ninety percent area. I mean, I, I look at games. I look at platformers and compare them to what I think were the best platformers in the system. I usually stick, to, I'm much like yourself, I know it's your game, but I'd say Adam's Family is amongst the best platformers. And I would put that somewhere, I would put this somewhere in the ballpark. Sure, I would too. Of that. No question, um, no question. You know, um, plus this, uh, much like Adam's Family, this has a lot of charisma and mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, uh, of, of uh, and, and I'll tell you one thing that this game is that a lot of games are on the Amiga. It's a, I mean, most of your best most of your best platformers were on consoles, and let's be frank about it. This is a very console-y feeling game on a computer, right? And if you're converting from the console, that's the best praise you can get. Right. right. You know, so that's all I can say. I will say also right, that this was developed right about the same time that uh, Factor 5 was developed, was starting on Turk and 3. Mm. So it was right in that little... That, so they were really hitting their... They are really moving along quite yeah. nicely about there. Uh, this was a... Uh, uh, you know, of course, I think Factor Five—they're still around, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah. Out, so. they, they they've just got the rights back for Turrican or something like that. So, so. <laughs> well, good luck. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's great when these these guys stick around. Did you look on eBay to see what the I did? Action was going yeah, on? this this is something we're talking about here—the eBay action. So, you would think I, I I didn't know what to think on this one. And by the way, another game—I don't know if this got a, a North American release. I couldn't. No one's selling one, and no one sold one any times recently. So that's all, usually what I go on. Um. So this thing, there are two current auctions up for this game. One's in Germany, and one's in UK. These are what I call fishing auctions. They're <laughs> fishing for a sucker. Um, they're looking for between one hundred and three hundred or one hundred fifty and three hundred dollars shipped for a box copy, which is a lot. Mm. Now, I looked to see what had been sold recently, and uh, this game's sort of all over the map. All these have been sold in the UK. Again, nothing in America, nothing anywhere else. And I know this was shipped in other. Uh, this shipped in multiple languages: Italian, French, German. So I mean, they, I'm sure they released it all over Europe when they released it. Um, but these are only UK versions. Uh, tw- I saw a couple go for thirty bucks, one went for twenty, and one went for sixty. These are all boxed. I saw no one just selling the discs. It was all or nothing on these. So your mileage may vary on box. I have a feeling if you've got this one, this game has gotten a lot. This game's got a lot more press recently. I mean, the box series. I keep. I've read about it a lot more, uh, and it got released on the virtual console last year, and I, I know it did real well. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a uh, a a, uh, a new version of Bonk coming out sometime soon, uh, because there, this this game has a, a lot of good. Uh, it's got a lot of love, and a lot of people are discovering it for the first time, you know, in the console mm-hmm. scene. So I wouldn't be surprised if if we saw more Bonk in the, in the near future. So the prices on this might go up. So this is probably one you want to hang on to for a while, to see what it does. Cool. 
All right, well, it's time to thank the fine, fine folks that make Amigos possible. I'm talking about you, Patreon supporters. So, <clears throat> we have a couple we want you. new faces this week as I read them. Adam Battersby, John Marshall, Darren Coles, Neil Mansell, Brutal Barracuda, Alan Kebab, David McCrandles, Gary Hucker, Will Williams, Ravi Abbott, Kim Tommy Humbertstad, nice. Josh Nan, Jason Warns, Lane, Eric Nelson, Graham Vebke, Paul Harrington, Rob O'Hara, Laurent Giroux, Kjolborn Barman, mm. Tapes from the Crib, Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. Uh, thank you so much for your support. We could not do Amigos without you guys. If thank you. If you would like to help support Amigos, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. And we'd also like to thank World of Long Plays for that in-game bonk footage from the show. They do a lot of great work over there. Mm, yeah, indeed. I don't know how they have the time. I don't either. A staff of thousands, I would yeah. wager. Next week, Aaron, we're going to do... Another twofer, but it's going to be a little bit different. This is going to be a new series called Same Name, Different Game. Okay. We're going to cover the Amiga version of Jaws, and then we're going to look at the NES version of Jaws and see, are they alike? Are they different? Are they even the same game I'm going to tell you, I saw this on a docket, and I have never played either, and I've never, I've obviously heard of the film. I didn't know anything about either. I have no idea. So, I mean, I'm completely in the dark on this one. I got no clue. All right. I know where you came up with this one. You're crazy. You're crazy. It's going to be a good one. We'll see you then, guys. Until then. Adios. Adios.